situation, Jug. One time for my niggas, hold up, yup, that's a lot. You get screwed up like the neck of Frankenstein. Purple wig, purple drape, purple swag, purple tag. We be getting gold, we be getting gold. One time for my niggas, hold up, yup, that's a lot. Oh, never mind, go ahead. <laughs> I was, I was gonna give us the intro music. Yeah, my fault. All right, go ahead. Oh shit! Welcome back to the Popular Demand Podcast. This is episode twenty-six, and I'm your host Jay. With me today, I have my co-host, Young Pharaoh. What's up, Cord? How you been? How you been? What we got Tay Lewis with us. Yeah. And we got the Young Wizard, Rashad this, the Wizard, on the podcast with us today. This episode fucking twenty-six. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Chief, we deep. We like, deep. Right? Like, really thinking about it, we've been doing this since February. Yeah, and I probably did like nine episodes. I probably did like nine episodes. <laughs> no, you probably done more than this. You get, well, well, unless you count the reviews, you've actually done way more than that, Cord. Because yeah. I missed a lot. I missed a large gap of podcasts. Like it, nigga. But it's all right, though, because we're here today, and you know yeah. what we're all here for, to give you our takes on basketball or music but today we're going to primarily talk about music so i guess we should go ahead and go into the first topic as y'all know we lost mac miller about a week or two ago to a drug overdose and stuff like this happens whether it's been with little peep to mac miller it always leads to us eventually talking about Fredo. yeah Fredo. it always yeah well x died from overdose he died, he died from niggers. Ah, they bullish, Chief. He died from niggers wild. Oh, 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 yeah. right, they're, probably, they're probably off the perk, though. But anyway, we always want to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> we always want to talk about drug culture within rap. And whether or not rap is implicit in creating this society full of drugs. Personally, I feel like that it is... I ain't going to say racist, but I feel like it is wrong to put all the blame of drug culture on to rap when oh, yeah on hip-hop when like people in rock and stuff and you know they've had people who've overdosed because they were on drugs and they pop, kind of popularized the use of drugs so to speak mm-hmm. so to put all the blame on rap i feel like it's wrong but i don't really want to talk about that just yet what i really want to talk about is why in rap because rap has a unique drug culture why in rap do we respect the dope dealers, the pusher men, more so than the abusers. Because, you know, there's a lot of, like, like, rap in the 90s was predominantly a lot of guys bragging about how they sold, you know, how they sold their work mm-hmm. to people within their community. Mm-hmm. And basically, they was the men I fucked with my community. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we able to celebrate them? But those people that they, you know, peddle drugs to, why is it that we don't respect them? Or do you want to go first? Oh, uh, yeah. I will probably say because in hip-hop, nobody wants to come out sounding vulnerable. That's my number one thing. So if you come out of, like, you come out of time a drug dealer, like, oh, he got the money, he got the wheels, he got everything you can want. You know, he the victor, but if you're a drug addict, people looking at you like you're a victim. Like, if you look at all the 90s raps and all the 90s music, Nobody wants to be a crackhead. And I feel like crack is the reason why in the 90s and the 80s, we respect the drug dealers more than drug addicts. Like, I'll put it this way. It sounds way cooler to be off a of perk than being off crack. <laughs> That's just me. I don't know about y'all. It's, about it's the same, me. Chief. I don't know, man. 
Yeah, you see, think about it. It's a, you know what? it's about you know, the same. They are about, they are about the same. It's the perception. That's my point. The perception now, more so, is now we kind of empathize with those drug, di- with those addicts now, because we hear them. We hear our favorite artists who tend to be victims of it, <laughs> and they cry about it, and they say, you know, this shit is painful, like this is horrible. <laughs> but not even, and even on the flip side, we had them same, some of the same artists talk about, hey, I willingly popped a Percocet today. Today was a lot of fun. I hung out some strippers. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? So, I think that yeah. the reason that we glorify those, though, I, 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 I wouldn't say so much to glorify it, right? I think it's we pay more attention to those people that give us the 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 whole, hey, I sold these drugs, I did this, I did that. I didn't necessarily do them, but, you know, I sold them. Now, the reason why I feel that way is because back then, in, like, the 90s, 80s rap, the number one records that sold and all the um and everybody was listening to were yeah. like records that told a story. Like like yeah. even from now, like shoot, if you got a record that tell a story, your shit I mean your record might just mess around and be a classic. Like uh take for instance, right? Um X's first album. His first album told the story of how he was fighting with um, suicide, depression, and the loss of one of his uh, close female friends. All right. Yeah. Now, that that album as a concept and as a whole might just mess around and be one of the greatest albums that, you know, came out last year. Wait, 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 wait what was that last year? Might uh, be yeah. one of the greatest albums that came out last, yeah, last year, year just because of the fact that it sold a story. Think about it. If we listening to somebody who talking about, oh, I just took a half a Zan and now I'm on the flight and I just went to sleep. That ain't no damn story. <laughs> like, like, yo. Damn, we not gonna care about that. Shout out, Drake. Like you're saying hot right now, but, like, but now. then we talk we, we talk about another story where it's like, hey, I messed around and lost 99 bars and I ran off on the plug and this is how I did this and I've been this way and now I'm here. That this is this is primarily how I got there. Man, that stuff that, you know that's what? a mad interesting. I, I see exactly what you're saying. It's more so that people in the 90s gave us more a perspective. Of how of why they did it. It wasn't no I just sold drugs just because. It was more so, hey, my nigga, I was, you know, living on the streets. Right. I would I had to catch the C train to get yeah. from here to there. My nigga, I was dirt poor. I had to do what I, I you know, I had to do what I had to do to get the, up my circumstances. And so many people can relate to that. I feel like, especially within our culture, so many people look up to those drug dealers because it's almost like they're like heroes. heroes. They heroes to yeah, their like, families. Yeah, they're yeah. like heroes to their family, and sometimes even heroes to the community. Yeah. They the ones they not, yeah, the ones they not giving drugs to, they heroes, well, they heroes to them right. too, but they heroes to everybody, so to speak. They bring money into the community. You know, they give opportunities and mm-hmm. they give yeah, and business ventures, illegal business ventures to other people in their community. I think that's why so many people respect those guys, even though they are also tearing down the exact same community that they are being this glamorizing and uh, popularizing. Right. Most people don't really see that like that though. Like take for instance, right? Um, I ain't, I ain't really gonna talk about like my my life standpoints and like everything I've been through. But um, I'm gonna try to relate it to like a TV show that we watch. Ooh, Luke Cage. I right, I right, right. season one, Luke Cage. Everybody here has seen it, right? Nah, I haven't. Okay, I saw cool. the first episode yeah, and got bored. LOL. I ain't gonna stunt. I'm the same way with Tay. All right, cool. Wow. So uh, in season one of Luke wow. Cage, the uh the guy who plays the dad. On what's I don't want to talk about it. Um, basically, 
Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth is a known drug, a known gun uh, dealer, and you know he he runs he he comes from a family that ran a whorehouse. Their whorehouse pretty much you know destroyed the community, but. The fact of the matter is, and he's still destroying the community with all these gun trades and stuff like that, but everybody see him as like the neighborhood hero just because, you know, with all that money that he making, hey, he giving back. He doing enough for us. He he doing stuff that the police ain't even doing. He's doing stuff that the government ain't doing. Everybody else trying to shut this man down and he the only person I can see and look up to. Like, drug dealers were, drug dealers were like the stories and then Think about it. That's like a real interesting story to hear from a nigga that's like, hey, this my idol. This my this my this the guy who pretty much gave my mama a hundred dollars out of nowhere when she needed it for her light bill. I want to hear yeah. how he got that hundred dollars. Yeah. But this and in that same era, we didn't really have people who were like on crack, so to speak, telling us, Hey, I'm doing crack because of XYZ. Yeah. Because you know, I had I have yeah. PTSD from being from growing up in this you know said world that I have um, or this neighborhood that I grew up in. We didn't really see that as much, and I think that's why nobody really respected those who were on crack or even I ain't gonna say respected, but more so empathized. Mm-hmm. I feel like now, because we don't, we don't, yeah, know, we don't know what they're going through. I feel like now people have grown to empathize with those artists because so many of those artists are now expressing and they talking about talking it. about. They're open to talking about their drug abuse constantly. Like there's, uh, there's been artists who've mentioned their drug abuse in the past. Yeah, but it's just, it's just that it's more so become an even more open discussion between artists, like how Future candidly talks about his drug addiction or fake drug addiction. I also don't know which one it is, <laughs> according to him. But also, you know, people like Mac Miller. Like mm-hmm. it was hard to hate Mac Miller because I couldn't help but feel sorry and want him to do better because from hearing the music and hearing how crippling. His depression was. I can only want better for him. Like, think about so it, right? Speak. With uh, yeah. and and this brings another point to why I really think Future faked his drug addiction because he realized that hey, it's man. Future came out and said <laughs> that he ain't even doing these drugs. So it, I, I'm gonna because he wanted fam, custody. Yeah, he, he can't admit he that, fam. I ain't hey. gonna say he faking it. Hey, glove don't fit. Whatever. Anyway, so the fact <laughs> of the matter is, he said t- he told us. That he faked these drugs and all this and all that. Reason why is because this stuff interesting. Think about it. All these monster tapes, the 56, the bro, 56 nights had to be that hot just because he talked about his drug abuse the whole time. What what, what song we talk about on uh, Beast Mode 2 all the time? Uh, that one hate song. the real me. Hate the real me. Hate the real me is possibly <clears throat> the best song on that album that just gives us some introspection on him and his drug abuse and his sadness. It's a story. People yeah. love a story. That, that is a fire story. And to bring it back to the 90s, it's really hard to tell a story Thanks. when you have right? <laughs> And it's also to a full studio time. So that could have been the main reason, like the drug was so strong, you couldn't be productive. Like you can be productive yeah. on crack. Think about it. ODB, ODB, that hot just because he told the story of how he was on drugs and what he was doing during that time. Given it was hard, but <laughs> the fact, or even DMX, fact, yeah, but he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. I'm gonna say this: DMX could not hold up that long no, off the crack, though. He tried, but he got crack on kids, that long. Kids. 
got kills. Unless you are Lamar Odom. Jim Bernstein. Well, te- technically, he died a couple times. Uh, technically. A, a handful of times, actually. You know what? This is a whole crack they does the kill. They said Lamar Odom glitched. That's it. <laughs> 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 but I'm going to say this. Is this glamorization? Cause there, there is some glamorization in rap, kind of like going back to the Russ discussion. Mm-hmm. Like Russ was like publicly, you know, calling people who did drugs losers. Yeah, is it flat out? Yeah, which I absolutely disagree with. But at the same time, he has some valid points. With like he attacked Fat Nick and that nigga named Core. Yeah, Fat Nick. He attacked Fat Nick on Twitter. Oh yeah, Fat Nick told yeah, yeah. him, "Hey, yeah, I'm trying to teach the kids not to do drugs, but here, buy this T-shirt with me smiling, holding a cup of lean next to me." Mm-hmm. That's the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's definitely glamorization, making drugs seem cool to a younger, impressionable audience. So I'd have to combat that point with the same way I uh, combated the point about X making albums and glamorizing depression. I I, I don't think I don't think it's glamorizing. I think it's normalizing. I, I'm gonna say this though: X one selling like <laughs> slit wrist T-shirts Facts. and yeah. new T-shirts, yeah, or, or like, like, like song, or shooting or. Selling T-shirts with him shooting stuff in the head, so to speak. I don't know nothing about fat, uh, this fat Nick character, but um, it sounds like he's selling legit. Like he's selling, he's selling merch, like for lean. Okay, merch. <laughs> All right. Yes, so, like it's, it's, yeah, merch lean. Merch. Yeah. So like, okay, I could probably like um give insight. So I feel like the difference between you know people like Fat Nick and X. Is that and matter of fact, you can even throw people like Lil Xan, you know, people like that. I feel like those people didn't actually grow up in the culture. Those people who actually had parents that were in their lives that had money, that you know, they didn't have to go down this route. I wouldn't wait, 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 are you wait? You saying Edge didn't, didn't grow up in an environment for drugs? No, 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 no. He said the difference. No, he said the difference. The difference between X and the mother. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, and I'm pretty much saying it's really. But my thing what? is, <laughs> my thing is, um. But he he found out last year though. He only found out last year. So my thing is that you know it's pretty much all boils down to cultural appropriation. You have artists like Future and and um X and um who else? You know, you know people the rap you know the actual rappers that we are known mm-hmm. that, that actually either sold drugs or did drugs. You know that's okay. the environment they're growing up in. I mean that like East Atlanta Zone Six. I mean that's that type of environment. Yeah. It's the hood. But then you got people like Fat Nick who's like got a fucking three story crib in the fucking suburbs and shit. They just want to sell lean merch and shit like that. Like. That's yeah. I feel like that's the whole like the whole where you where you draw the line at. Because, Fam, yeah. But see, but see, I don't think is, drugs are exclusive to the hood. Yeah, or even just culture. Or even no, just culture. No, I'm gonna say this. When I moved to the suburbs, I seen Fam, we watched episodes of Power me. and how uh what's my, my name was addicted off lean. No, my, my, <laughs> no, 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 no. See, see that's so recently. <laughs> so so this is cool this right the thing now. though. This the thing though. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to get to. Okay. These artists, most of the time, they have underlying problems. They have depression and stuff. These yeah. other people do this shit literally for yeah. fun. Yeah, but like, yes, they like the people, the kids, and be in college, pop doing this shit. They have it at parties, raid parties and shit, cause it's fun. Right. I'm, that's that's my whole thing about the whole appropriation. Like they're not doing this shit because it's some shit yeah. actually going on. So at the same time, though, I feel like people like Future 
could still be a, a part of the problem if they were doing the like if he was doing the exact same thing Fat Nick was doing and selling merch of him like sipping a cup of lean and like giving a thumbs up and like yeah this, you know this shit's great like if he was doing <laughs> yeah like, like if you listen to the future talk about <laughs> nah, 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 picture, picture future in a lean commercial Kool Aid style like, he burst through the wall of Kool Aid man uh, oh yeah. yeah. Go, <laughs> I'm living my best life. <laughs> but my point is, I've actually heard, like, when I heard Future do that interview, and he talked about, man, you know what? I don't even do drugs like that, man. That shit ain't cool. Like, you know, see what I'm saying? Like, when he gets outside the music, he don't talk as if drugs are this cool, rad thing. Or he, mm-hmm. even, even in his music, mm-hmm. Future don't sound, he don't sound like somebody who enjoys doing drugs, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right. He more so just telling the story about it. And that's like when I feel I feel like when it's a like it's a huge difference between glamorization and normalization. normalization. So with normalization, hey, tell your yeah. story, talk your shit, like speak on your demons so that, you know, you can like tell people in the world like another reason why Kid Cut is the go. But um, ah. speak on your demons just so other people in the world won't feel alone with theirs because you fighting with Make the facts. same demons. But yeah. Like, you know, in the cases then, where, you know, you Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> yeah, Chief, I got to look at you sideways now. But see, even then, like you said, normalization, like, it's not it's not like Future mm-hmm. or maybe guy, or people like Mac Miller yeah. are trying to normalize or even make people do drugs. But it's the fact that, like you said, somebody who is like Mac Miller, mm-hmm. someone who is like Future, mm-hmm. someone who is like those guys who hate the fact they own drugs, but they can't help but be on them. When the kids or anybody hears it and they see that that's how they learn how to cope, it, even they might resort to doing it just like them. Like, man, you know, this is what future do. He seems he seems semi-functional. I can't function at all. Yeah. Maybe maybe this is what I need to do. So and that's that's the scary part of it. Yeah, it's always a scary part about normal. Well, basically speaking on your standpoint and how you made it to this point where you're at, especially yeah. when you got a platform. It's it's really really hard. To like just come out and tell your story reason why is because it. people can be like people can bend and twist that bitch like twist that shit all the way but the fact of the matter is i honestly think that the amount of people that future and all these other well future matt kid cuddy kanye all these people have talked about with their drug addictions i think that the people that they've related to and they say and potentially save from their life way outnumbers the amount of people who like oh these niggas rich let me do exactly what the fuck they doing like like i, I think i, I yeah, like i think the number true. difference is like way different like mm-hmm. you you have exactly. to be borderline retar- no bad podcast where you have to be borderline <laughs> stupid um to be like hey ah don't nothing else that he did in his life but the drugs matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? I want to go on to the next topic. We've been here for a while now. In this past week, one of the biggest beefs in this in this decade ah, shit. was between Drake and McMill. <laughs> Due to McMill calling Drake out and saying that he has Ghost Riders, which led to a whole chain of of events and artists coming out and pointing fingers at Drake and pointing fingers at his Ghost Riders and people attacking Meek Mill and Drake pretty much burying him, which then led to 
people snitching on Meek Mill and getting him sent to jail. Yeah. Quick middle losing that leg. OG Macko losing the eye. Uh, that was a little Somalian nigga. Nick, Somalian his nigga. career. Nigga you lost a lot, of, a lot of limbs I, I, here. I, no, the nigga that was Safari. dancing and stuff. So they said Drake's, yeah, Moji. Moji. Yeah, Moji got oh, Moji. I ain't seen him since. Even though some people try to say that was fake, but I still ain't seen him since. I thought that was kind of weird. That's That was my last time seeing him, but they said it was fake. So that, but that don't make sense to me. Uh, Yeah, it did. Recipes, Moji, with the dance moves. But anyway... RP. Despite all of that, despite all that bad blood between the two artists, <laughs> Meek Mill, Drake brought Meek Mill out on stage and ended the beef between them. Is this great for hip hop or not? Mm. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I, I don't know. It may be. It may have been just me this week. This entire week, I really ain't just been caring about none of the news except for the news yeah. that happened yesterday. I don't know, it was like when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's about time y'all got back together. But I seen everybody saying, like, oh, we about to get some records. And then I had to sit back and think, has it ever been a Drake Meek Mill record that I've just been Oh, no, never. About? If anything, it's, it improves the relationships between MMG so we get more Drake and Rick Ross records. And Ross, yes. that's all I care I'm, about. Drake and Meek, I, I don't do it this way. They could have killed each other. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I just want some Drake and Ross records. Nah. That's it. Meek Mill can do what he doing over there, and Drake can do what he doing over there. It's gonna mean. I honestly feel like the whole them. I mean, it's good. Congratulations, but I feel like Drake just doing damage control at this point. So, um, I feel like Drake is doing damage control because of the whole situation he's been in the past couple of months. Like when Scorpion dropped, he had um the beef with Kanye, the beef with Pusha, the um whole thing with Adonis and his baby moms. I feel like he just using. You know, Meek Mill as a pawn, which he we know him for Drake doing. So you know, get more people on his side. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, Drake Drake's known for doing stuff like that. So I wouldn't put it past him. Mm-hmm. Which I'm being, but like I said, it's cool to see them back cool again because everybody, yeah. you know, friends type shit. But you know, yeah, unity. You know, yeah. it's, it's chess moves to me though. That's what I see. Yeah, like mending these bridges. Most mm-hmm. definitely. I, I I got one question though. Is that baby name really Adonis? Is that really the baby name? Yeah. Probably. I mean, what else would Drake name is? I'm not gonna lie. That's a right. dope name. I'm not, I'm not gonna hate on the name. That's unique and like you know, it's not. It's a, unique. Like, it's unique. It's just so left field. Like I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I, ain't crazy I, I see what you see. I see what you feel. But I mean, his name is Aubrey. I'd rather be named Aubrey than Aubrey. So who really lost this beef between Meek Mill and Drake? Drake. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Even though Meek Mill became a meme for like two years, Drake lost his credibility, and even to this day, people kind of like, oh, what do I, even to this day, we still mention what happened to him. We don't really mention the, the girl to world to thing no more, but the fact that Drake got exposed to having ghostwriters go be over his head for the rest of his career. That's super valid. I feel like that also with his music, because that's why now we only getting like trash pop songs and some media yeah. rap songs. Because he knows, I mean, like, people going hard as a lyricist if you don't get no credit for it. That's mad valid for some fact that we don't even talk about Meek Mill's emotional rant on Twitter. We don't even talk about that. No. No. Okay, you know, we talk about him being a snake, a snitch, nothing. You know, um, you know, I, I actually kind of agree. I feel like um, at the time, 
Meek lost the battle, but Meek overall won the war because Meek, Meek, like I feel like Meek took what he needed to do, you know, because he got he he got Drake after he exposed Drake. He didn't just not Drake down. He didn't do that, but like the the domino effect happened. So like Drake, you know, just came tumbling down, and he and he's, he's not what he was. I mean, and Meek has and it, we matter of fact, Jordan Core a couple of days ago we talked about the control. And how uh, he name dropped, and he name dropped um actually Meek and Drake in that on um, control verse. Yeah. Meek is one of the only the few artists, I'll say probably about four. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. He he's the yeah. probably one of the only four artists that actually came up, that actually like responded improved. and actually improved on his craft. Drake has it. So I I, I say big ups to me, because back then Drake won. We was like Drake, you know, body meek. Meek's careers over, et cetera, et cetera. And Meek didn't have as much good music coming out, but the past two years, with especially this new tape he released this year and last year, he had one of the best albums with um yeah. well what was the name of that album? Um I so, forgot the name. Um, Wins and Losses. Yeah, Wins and Losses. Yeah. That's actually uh one of my favorite albums. I ain't gonna stun. I I thought Meek Mill was done in these streets. When that Facts. beef happened and back to back and charged up came and everybody was, was turning was returning their copies of um Dreams Worth More Than Money and oh, everybody yeah, laughed at me I thought he was done. And it was just so, so I say the biggest loser in this Drake and Meek Mill beef is hip hop integrity. Not Drake, not Meek Mill, but hip hop integrity as, you know, as a whole. Oh. People in the oh, art. Wait, people wait, in wait, wait. I got another one. The biggest loser in this beef is Quinn Miller. He got a second <laughs> reason. He lost his job and he lost the limb. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, and now he can't be hired as a ghostwriter because nobody wants to, because they don't know how to put him in the credits. And when people see him in the credits, they're going to see this year. The album he dropped this year is Pardo. I'm going to tell you what, Core has been pushing for us to review QM in the I polls. Y'all, yeah, please. Vote for QEM next time it's on the poll so we can review this album. So, I, so I'm forced to listen to it because I'm not going to listen to it otherwise. I'll listen to it myself if they vote for it. I might not be on the review, but I'll listen to it myself. Because that because that's, I'm telling you, Corey, every time we do the poll and we put QEM in there, it's always one to get the least votes. Because <laughs> no one cares. I'm going to be real. <laughs> they, probably, they probably don't know what them letters stand for. Quinn Miller. Is Quinn Miller my fab? I think Quinn Miller. I'm telling you, that's a terrible, fabulous. Big facts, head. big facts. That's that's oh, wow. not it, Cole. That's not it. There's a lot of rappers that, that are it, and that's not one of them. Because that nigga, Q, that nigga, Quinn Miller, down borderline team. can't rap. Like he borderline, like cannot rap. Like rap over a beat. He can write his ass off though. Like he can write it so, right, right. So we gonna sit here and act like he ain't get Drake some of his best music. Yeah, but he can't rap. Perform. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I'm not saying he, I ain't saying his lyrics aren't good. It's the fact that he, his rapping technique is just bad. Like Quinn Miller appreciation rap. thread on the way. <laughs> I got you. Zero, re, zero retweets. Uh, four favorites. Quinn Miller goes right into. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn Miller goes right yeah. into. Yeah, fam. Let me see. But no, I say the biggest loser in this beef between Drake and McMill is hip hop integrity for the simple fact that so many people respected writing your own shit. And then the fact that the biggest artist in the genre was put out to not write his own stuff, and the fact that he's supposed to be better at rapping and writing than his peers, and the mm-hmm. fact that fans and would not just let him, you know, take you know take that blow and say, yeah, you know what, that's whack. 
We can't roll with him. We can't call Drake the best. Instead, they say, you know what? Riding doesn't matter. And at that time, only Drake fans said that. But to be honest with you, a lot of more people, people I know, people I remember seeing like on Twitter and such who said that was whack, now more so are saying that, you know what? Everybody in rap has help. Like, Drake's execution is still top-notch. I've even seen some legendary rappers try to say that, you know what, I don't really fault Drake. Like, all of us have help and stuff like that. So, I feel like hip-hop integrity took a large blow because of the Drake and Meek Mill beef. And because of that going forward, I don't feel like people will be as phased anymore by the by ghostwriting allegations. Simply because the biggest artist in the game had those allegations and he continued to be the best. Uh, see, okay, Jordan, I think the reason for that is because, I, okay, so the thing is, I feel like why the integrity took a hit is because of the way that it came out. Because, like, okay, like, and he Kanye. Denied it. Yeah. He didn't even deny it. He just dodged it. So, like, Kanye. Kanye is known for having having writers. He's, he gives writers credits, though. That's why we never fought Kanye. Like, yeah. we know Kanye has writers. And, you know, and we still consider him a legend. Because, he, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things, like, Honest about it, we good. You know what and I'm saying? And some people, yeah, but some people saying, well, QM in the credits, but that's the thing about it. When we asked did QM write stuff, he acted like QM didn't write anything. If you ask Kanye. Oh, you know, me and Q, we just go in the studio and we just make magic. But what what is he doing? We just making magic. Is he writing the songs? We writing magic. No, no, like, is he creating the actual songs? We making art fam. And, and he's he not living it in. And he is not a producer. He isn't a feature on a song, so why is he consistent on the track list? He's obviously writing something, and, and know, my, like this, and there's plenty of rappers who come out and say, "I wrote stuff for Kanye. I helped him write his stuff." Kanye will ever come out and say, "That nigga won't write enough for me." He'll never say, "Yeah, ghost writing allegations. I'm dodging them. These niggas trying to tear a nigga down." He don't do none of that. He's go put out some more music. And and the thing is, is that Drake's songs were made explicitly for him. Like they only uh, they only pertain to him. Like no one else could fit those shoes. And the fact that you didn't write the songs that are, are about you, I mean, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not like a book, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You get a chance to write, you know, uh, an autobiography, I mean, a biography or something. This is an autobiography that you did not write. So yeah. that's the a biggest biography. issue I have with it. Yeah, I got you. Which is, like I said, Drake's story is incredible, but if he's not the one writing it, then we should give the person who actually wrote it Wait, credit. Wait, Jordan, so. is it... Is it really incredible? He said he started from the bottom, Jordan. Did he say, really he, he start did from the bottom? Start, he did not start from the bottom, but Drake has one of the most peculiar backgrounds in rap, I'd say. Because you know he's you know he's half black, half white. Um, he's half Jew. Uh, so so he you from gonna say logic don't exist? Like, <laughs> yes. I'm yes. Like, so, so, so we gonna say act like logic ain't the best biracial rapper of all time? Hey, yo, kick cool. Kick cord out. I thought I thought Logic was white. Who better anyway, take? Anyway, Cuban anyway. dog. <laughs> this is a Cuban, a Cuban dog. It took me like six years to find out J Cole's biracial. Wait, he is. He's what? Wait, what? Side. Exactly. Wait, what? Wait, hold on, hold on. Take, take. Please tell me you capping, fam. You didn't know Drake. You know J Cole was was biracial. Wait, 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 wait. So, hey, so don't wait, be wait, mad. Wait. It took me like seven years to find it out. So, what, what's his parents' race? What's his parents' race? Black black my boy. Wait, so J. Cole made a song about his black daddy cheating on his white mama and he's surprised? We got to turn yes. J. Cole into a yeah. pack this week, fam. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. We got to. <laughs> we, he's wild. <laughs>
I ain't got no comment on it. I just lost None at all. J. Cole just lost a lot of respect. Shout out to interracial couples. Wow. I respect you. But you know what? Speaking of wilding, it's time for Who's Wilding. And that is the segment where Corey tells us who in the week need to settle down. So Corey, do you have a do you have a do you have a top three this week or you got one person what you got for us this week? Man, I got one person. It was gonna be Drake with the teenagers, but unfortunately, <laughs> I found out that that was not true. Or Drake just flies for the for the people. Either way, I can't turn him into a pack for This week, as much as I hate to say it, I gotta turn my mumbles into a pack. Smoke Perk, Young Bands, Fat Yo. Nick, Adam Twenty Two. I need them all to come to the stand, fam. The judgment, judgment has arrived. Okay. All of them have been spending the past six months to a year speaking on a certain rapper's name, oh, speaking God. down on him, his mama, his little sister, everything that he stands for, they've been dissing it. And Russ said, I had enough. So he put his man bun back in place. <laughs> he put on his <laughs> he put on his Italian sofas and he called up the squad and he been turning everybody into packs. He had four Nigerian goons hid outside of a Vietnamese nail salon in Los Angeles. And he caught no jumper slipping and turned them into a pack. <laughs> then at a tour in Germany, he had four Somalian goons wait on smoke perk outside of the bathroom. Wait, seven. And they viciously assaulted him until he apologized for ever speaking ill on Russ's name. So for my who's wild of the week, it gotta be all the people who this Russ and got washed. Because the number one thing we always say in hip hop is stop dissing people that you think is soft and they ain't gonna do nothing. Because we have to learn hard. Well, not me, I ain't learn the hard way. They have to learn the hard way. The rest about that action. Rest out your time. Like, I, like, what? like when, I found, when I found this out, I was hurt, but I was also happy, but I was also upset. Cause it was, I was glad to kind of see people say, "All right, man, let's leave Russ alone." But I was kind of hurt because you know he was really, he was really getting everybody washed out here. Like nobody was safe. Bro, why, is he, why was he recruiting? Why was he recruiting like Somalians and damn? Uh, what's Russ? Nigerians. Yeah, Russ is a Sicilian. Russ is a Sicilian. So I didn't know Russ. No, no, no. Sicilian is a. AKA the birthplace of the Italian mob, AKA <laughs> top tier white goon. Wait, 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 wait. So you mean I didn't know he was a senior. So, so you mean to tell me that uh Russ is equivalent to Teresi off of power? Yes. Wow. Russ is Teresi for power. <laughs> Russ is a member of the Corleone family. Russ is Vito Scaletta from Mafia 3. He is all of them. That's Russ. <laughs> Uh, I think his last name like Salvatore or something like that. Like he got like a wild Italian last name. That's crazy. I, yeah, didn't know, I did not know we had an Italian rapping in rap. That's no, no, no. his last name is Vitale. His name is Russ Vitale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my thing with the whole Russ situation. The ragu sauce my thing with the whole <laughs> the whole Russ situation is not the fact that, you know, people are calling him out because, you know, fuck Russ. That shit whack. Honestly. He makes elevator music. He made Forever yeah. 21 music. Like, come on. <laughs> But it's the fact that people are getting beat up by this man. These are mumble rappers. Mumble rappers are <laughs> this, this the, drug ver- the, the fucking the young wild niggas of rap, supposedly. You know what I mean? 
Nigerians waiting on you. Like imagine your girl saying, hey Jordan, go clean your nails and then you go to the nail salon and they beat you up while you still in the chair. That's you know cool. how wild that is? I'm going to first of all, it's wild getting beat up while in a nail salon. It's wild getting beat up by somebody. First of all, I think the wildest thing is the fact that these goons work for us. Yes, that's what people try to say. Look, Russ, you whack for not fighting these people yourself. In my mind, he's like, smart. And mobs, like you know, mob leaders, they mob don't fighters. kill. They don't kill people. They they got men who kill. They people. I'm say what? That's some scary shit. To have people. And I'm, I'm gonna also throw this out you. If you look at the history of mob bosses, they are all like five five. Wow. The rest of the Napoleon, 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 Napoleon was not Italian. I was about to mess up. I about to say was he Napoleon yeah. or rap? Yeah, you you wild and you wild and joy. I, 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 I call myself. You, myself. you would have got hurt if they would have heard that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Who's that Italian nigga that was killing everybody? Was that Stalin? No, he's Russian. George Stalin. No, 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 no. That's Mussolini. You talking about Mussolini, Mussolini, Chief? Mussolini. Yeah. Same, same difference. They all committed to genocide. Same difference. <laughs> but if I got to rank the funniest thing about this entire I think the funniest part about this whole situation is he beat all these. Okay, no, no. This will make it funny. I'll take that back. They ain't been dissing Russ for a year. They've been dissing Russ since January. And what we just found out yesterday was that. Russ got all these people beat up January. So that means that <laughs> as soon as they started dissing Russ, he turned everybody into packs and hid this information for months and waited until his album came out to say, all right, y'all, if y'all got something to say, say it now. All too late, I already beat y'all up. Wait, wait. I won't. Wait, Corey, you forgot something. You forgot something. You forgot that Young Bands was tweeting fuck Russ and then apologized. <laughs> And said it's all good. No, 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 wait, no, wait. Did you see his response to this? Oh, yeah. He I'll, came I'll out today and, and he said his manager hacked his Instagram and he said, nah, me, okay. Oh, no, no, no. He said his manager hacked his Instagram and he said, hey, still got beef. He don't care what his manager say. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. His manager obviously don't want to get caught lacking while walking around with your bands and, and get and get saying, damage, I ain't collateral damage. throwing no hands. Hell nah. I just like to, no. I just like to say Treyway would never. Treyway wouldn't. Yeah, sure, Treyway would. Oh no, no, wait. Actually, did you see six nine? He invited Russ to join Treyway. You know what? I'm done with this subject. 
Are we rush fans now? I'm done with this subject. I'm done with this. inviting us to the family. I'm done with this subject, fam. I don't rock with his music, but I gotta respect him after this. Bro, this is top tier power move. Like he slept on this information for months. And then the craziest part about it is he got act out of all people to expose this. Mm. He basically pulled up on Ack and said, Act, man, you cool, right? Yeah, I gotta tell you something. What everybody that you cool with, I beat up and they ain't tell you. Mm. That's ridiculous. Donkey of the day. It is. Shout you to know the what mob. Sound like? What it sounds to you? Sound like some mob moves to me. Hell yeah. Shout to rest. Strange right. zoo people. Please. If you love your family and your kids. <laughs> Not one Nigerian standing outside the house with John Price. <laughs> Damn, That's you I want to move on to the next topic. I want to talk about the death of the album, DOA. Not death of Autotune. Basically, in this newer age of rap, we see now with, we saw it kind of with like Drake, where he was trying to say, oh, it's not an album, it's a mixtape. And we saw um, Drake saying, oh, it's not an album, it's a playlist. And we even seen like other rappers try to say no, even though this is even though this is on Apple Music and you're streaming, you're buying it, it's still a mixtape. The lines of what's an album and what isn't an album. Oh yeah, it, of course the seven day theory projects that Kanye was releasing and they, they were only like seven tracks long. He said, Oh yeah, these are albums, even though they're just seven tracks long. It seems like the whole idea of what an app an album seems to have disappeared. Is the concept, and then there's also is the I'm like this is the concept of albums slowly becoming obsolete. Yes. Why is yeah, it very, very much so? Though. I would say very much so. Like, do you, do you guys feel like albums in the future will not even matter? Like, I'm gonna say this. There's also a lot of artists out here who seem to be flourishing more so off of singles. Like, six nine, you know, he was bragging about his Billboard hits more so than being number one album and he was bragging yeah. and he was you know consistently making hits making money off those hits and torn off those hits and we have other artists who seem to try to follow the same formula with trying to find a hit so to speak and you know trend on the billboards kind of like the Migos when they released a monstrosity of an album they try to get you know capitalized yeah. on the streams they didn't more so care about the album itself they cared more so about the streams that each individual song would give them so that's what I'm asking now can you can an artist thrive in today's rap off of just being a single artist or a feature artist, or do you guys feel like an album is still something an artist needs to survive and rap? Uh, Corey, you want to go first? Okay, I feel like you don't need an album to survive, but I feel like if you want to be known as like a legendary artist, you need great albums, or you always be left out of it. Because if you look at rappers like Fab, you look at rappers like Jada Kids. The one reason why people don't necessarily throw them in that top tier category is because of their lack of albums. Yeah. And I feel like even though, even though albums are, okay, even though they dying a little bit, I wouldn't say they're obsolete because over the way, the only time I see new app, new artists turning for an album is if it's a double album. Mm-hmm. Y'all know why they doing double albums. Yeah. Because of streams. Exactly. But that's but the I thing. Feel like it's like, Go ahead. No, no, and I want to say a like, I feel like with a certain artist, you don't need, I feel like certain specific artists don't need albums because as long as they got singles and they constantly on tour, they'll be okay. Like I feel like 6ix9ine, Thug, Ruz, Matt Mill, I feel like artists like that, 
as long as they had like a bunch of mixtapes out at one time and you do an hour-long set and you doing tours year-round you'll be okay but if you're an artist that want to take breaks and be at home i feel like albums is something you know it there's more gear towards you yeah and see i'm gonna say this because it made me think about like cardi b when she was making all those hits and she was trending on the boards and she was in everybody's faces she was in commercials she didn't even have an album yet and I thought that was yeah. really interesting that she was able to get that type of appeal and get them type of gigs off of singles. Of course, there's a lot of it was Atlantic do it. But it's also because people still mess with the product. Like, places could not say, you know, maybe not getting Carby's not a good idea because she don't have an album. No, she has these chart-topping singles. We might, we get, you know, let's those, let's put our hats. Well, I don't know the right term. They said, well, let's give her a shot because she is, you know, obviously a popular artist. My, but the thing she's is, Atlantic pushed. Yeah, she's gonna be a star. But the thing is, could she have become a star without ever releasing an album? Will mm-hmm. we ever reach a point where, where labels will stop pushing a, a artist make a, a um, stop pushing artists to make an album, so to speak? And what if art? Do you guys see a future where artists will solely release a single maybe every three to four months to try to stay relevant, and it just tore off the off of maybe like EPs and such rather than trying to pull out full length projects or what do, y'all, what do y'all guys think uh so I feel like that we are already at that point I feel like you got artists who um actually put their time and their whole heart into the, their music you know what I mean like Travis Scott was working on Astroworld for like three years you know um people like that that actually try that actually want to perfect the album before they put it out I feel like in that yeah. sense that Albums will never die, but you also got artists like Six Nine, you know the the SoundCloud rap, you know. Especially, I feel like that's yeah. what really stopped the album thing because you got SoundCloud people who came up and they're like, "I'm known for putting Stop out singles, through. and that's what's getting me clout." You know, I don't know how to put together a whole album thing. Album, you know yeah. what I mean? But I obviously have ta- yeah, I obviously have talent though if they make good music. Yeah, but but that's that's my point though. Labels love making money. And also, my point is, can an art? Do you guys do you guys think an artist could thrive off of that yeah. solely? Yeah. Like, to the point that a label doesn't feel the need for an album. Do y'all see a future where artists are signed to deals where they just make singles? Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at look at what's been going on. Okay, you got look at the whole Lil Wayne situation. Lil Wayne loves his music apparently, and he wasn't able to put out his album. It's a whole thing, you know. And now his whole career thrives off this oh, album. Kind of a force though. You know, that was that I'm saying though, it's like the album concept is like it kind of held him back. But then you got artists like NBA Young Boys who like putting out EPs and mixtapes and stuff that's still getting the clout. And you also got to think that albums cost way more to make than a, a mixtape or a single. Yeah. It's a lot of money yeah. put into those. So yeah, and you, so so my thing is with that is that. It depends on the artist, you know. You got the artists who put time into their craft, and they gonna and you're gonna get that back and more. But then you got the artists like Six Nine, who's just like, and eh, people might not rock this album, but they might rock this song. We're gonna put this song out and get more money rather than put all this money into an album, and it's not gonna sell. Not to mention that if you drop a dud of a single, you can bounce back, like yeah, that, yeah, that's no, yeah, that's no problem. It's easy to get rid of a bad single. It's hard as fuck to get rid of a bad album. Absolutely true. Cause I'm gonna say this. One of y'all, I remember y'all who are six nine fans have said once or twice that, oh, this six nine song ain't it. And I'm like, yeah, we better get six nine the hell out of here. Next <laughs> week left. The next week happened, they're like, yeah, 
Six Nine got a hit. This shit bump. And I'm be honest with you, I'm for, I already forgot what the name of the other song was that y'all called Whack. It was that um, that, it. um, oh, talking about Bebe. Yeah, BB, BB. I'm gonna tell you what's crazy. I think this is how it's turning soon to go. Nah, nah, can't be because it's only 32. It was only 32 when it uh debuted on the American, but I'm I not, think he's, it I, debuted I think number he's, one in the in the Latin. Yeah, on the Latin chart. Yeah, yeah, it did debut number one. That's hilarious. That's a big deal, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like no matter how much people hate six nine, y'all cannot except hate the fact that this man is charting and is doing the damn thing in the music industry now. But well, one thing I would say about six nine with him being a new artist, I feel like we we probably will get an album next year though. I know he said he dropping a mixtape before the year over with, but I think his debut album coming next year. Yeah. So so technically, day six nine was not a uh, album. Oh wait, what wait did he go? Oh, wait, I tell you, was it an album? Yeah, I think it was his album. He he promoted oh, it like he, an album. Okay, he, 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 yeah, you I'm know what you right, there was an album. I'm gonna tell you what, I didn't know that No Name's first album was not an album. People told me that was a mixtape. I found that out this what? week. Yeah, that's what people told you me. They said the one that just day- dropped? No, the one that just dropped, they said was her debut album. Oh, wow. Well, before that, they said it was a mixtape. I had no clue. You know who would have thrived in this day and age? Soulja Boy. Because Soulja Boy tried to do this, but his label was not going for it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, Soulja Boy for being ahead of his time. Ahead of his time, yeah, but you know, Soldier Boy was, was literally doing exactly what we were saying. That nigga just released a single after Dang. single. He had a he had a whole album full of singles. I just thought about something. Where is But that's all I got <laughs> for this week. You guys got anything? If you forget anything, you got anything I want to get out your chest before we go? Uh, yeah, uh, guys, make sure you follow us, the Problematic Posse page on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube videos for more content, more hilarious videos, and more gaming videos. Yes. Most definitely, make sure you follow the, Pop- the Problematic Posse YouTube page. Uh, also, Thanks. make sure you hold uh, on, hold that cord. Also, make sure uh, you guys send tweets with the hashtag Ask and Demand so that we'll see the questions that you guys may have and we'll answer them live on the podcast. And then, someone trying to do, you know, get some more interaction between us and the listener. That's what kind of we're trying to build a hip hop community around here. Uh, also. Tune in to the next episode. It's, most, it's going to be the Mac Miller tribute. Where we're going to pay our respects to Mac Miller and talk about his music. That's going to be the next episode. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's about it. Also, send us playlists. Send us your music. Make sure you do that and so we can, you know, give you guys a shout out. And so we can also create content for the podcast and as, as well as, you know, create, like I said, create a community of hip hop listeners and fans. Corey, yes, something you want to say? Oh, I'm a stream queen, <laughs> stream zoom. All right, Jordan, I got one. Oh, I got one. Thing, miss, okay, All right, go ahead. All, I got to say. All right, uh, a couple of days ago, we had issues within the posse, and I just like to publicly come out and say I'm sorry for my um the things that I did. You know, we're all good now, and I just got to publicly apologize to everybody, especially Jordan. You know, just know that I love these guys. These are my brothers. And yeah, because I almost didn't make it on the podcast today. Honestly, I'm about, I'm about I'm about to apologize. Yeah, man. Y'all know I don't do apologies, but you know, these are my brothers, and I can't, I, I can't, you know, go far without them. So. I, I respect it, B. But to close off the podcast, I have a song from this artist named Khalil Johnson. Check it out. If you have any questions, what it is, just hit us up. Let's make sure you tune in next week for another episode of the Popular Demand Podcast. Yeah.
Tell me what I could be. Tell me who I could be. Tell me who I should be. Tell me what I can be. Tell me who I could be. Nah, nah, nah. Tell me what I can be. Tell me who I could be. Tell me who I should be. Tell me what I can be. Tell me who I could be. Nah, nah, nah. Same cause of me bleeding, yo, yo, yo. The same cause of me bleeding, yo, yo, yo. Broken hearts, we don't need them, no, no, no. Broken hearts, we don't need them, no, no, no. Same cause of me bleeding, yo, yo, yo. The same cause of me bleeding, yo, yo, yo. Broken hearts, we don't need them, no, no, no. Broken hearts, we don't need them, no, no, no. Just a motherfucker from the underground swearing to God that he was Prince. Wanna save the hood on some hero shit. Animated alien Lilo Stitch. 25 hits, come and try this. You would like this dangerous music like the sirens. Uh, it seems I could sit where the mic is. It seems I was born from the Titans. I bring thriller and turn into a lichen. That's why these bloodsuckers are scared to bite him. They scream my name whenever they sight him. Remember the time they never did like him. Bring an umbrella out the backseat. Exquisite taste, my salary athlete level. Slap these devils, I match these medals of the neck of my niggas. The best of my niggas. Same cause, let me bleed, yo, yo, yo. The same cause, let me bleed, yo. Now it seems everything is closed the way it goes. It seems I gotta make my soul out of jack shit magic. I'm laying up hold. Give like the genius every day is old. Time is seamless, the delivery's cold. He's coming with the food, or at least he's told. Five star status on the top of the stove. Hell have no fury, I'm a lock in the cold. Escape from these fuckers in the omnius mode. We work every story till it's honestly told. That's me, uh, I acknowledge the old guard on this rap shit. I don't follow them trolls. Fucking these fucking niggas, at least Joe said it. Loving the bus triggers, but they don't get it. The old fetish of taking a beat and trying to sex it. Mold letters is a mystery, and I try to flex it. Same cause, let me bleed, yo, yo, yo. The same cause, let me bleed, yo, yo, yo. Broken hearts, we don't need them, no, no, no. Broken hearts, we don't need them, no, no, no. Same cause, let me bleed, yo, yo, yo. Same cause, let me bleed, yo, yo, yo. Broken hearts, we don't need them, no, no, no. Broken hearts, we don't need them, no, no, no. Broken hearts, we don't need them, no broken hearts, no broken hearts.